Close to Home, where we share the topics that hit close to home as we manage the care needs of our local community with President and CEO, Malik Joshi. Right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to those of you listening to our inaugural podcast, depending on what time of day. I am Malik Joshi, uh, President and CEO of Meritus Health, and I'm thrilled to welcome Dr. Aaron George, our Chief Medical Officer, to talk about a topic close to home, and that's about physicians. Welcome, Dr. George. Happy to be here. Well, Dr. George, before we get into the, you know, the physician stuff and all that, can we get into some fun facts about you? To get Absolutely. All right. Let's kick it off. So I'm going to give you some quick questions, quick answers. Here we go. Your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? I'm watching The Magicians right now, having some fun with that. Uh, but Curb Your Enthusiasm has been one oh. that I've been really into recently, too. That's a great selection. And I hope you're not a magician on the side, unless you say you are. No, just a healer. Okay. Good, good. Uh, your favorite place to eat in Washington County, keeping it close to home? So I uh, actually like walking just down the street. Uh, I like uh, heading to Antiox just down away from the hospital uh, to get a, something good and healthy. All right, that's great. And what about a place to hang out in our community? Where do you like to go? My favorite spot is the Kushwa Basin in Williamsport, the CNO Canal. I love going down and just deciding, going one way or the other on the canal and uh, feeling the trail, getting a little bit of uh, shade and running alongside the river. That's awesome. Thank you, Dr. George. So keeping it close to home. Now let's talk about physicians. Can you just give us first, like, what does it mean to become a physician? You became one. Absolutely. So how do you start? You're in high school. You want to be a doctor. Then what happens? So I think, first off, it's what you're exposed to, right? So you imagine you're a high school student. Do you have, do you just be, are you lucky enough to have a family member or a friend or somebody that you know that's a doctor that you can talk to about what medical school involves? In a lot of cases, there may not be that mentor or friend that's around you. And so you're only as, as close to those that, that you have that can help kind of guide you on the path. So I was fortunate in high school that I had some close family friends, um, nobody in my immediate family, but those that I could go and shadow and work with in the hospital, just to kind of see what it looks like. Um, and then along that pathway in college, you try to see if there's additional experiences to work in the hospital and shadow. And, uh, you know, you think about it, it's four years of college, four years of medical school, and then residency, which is anywhere from three to seven years. So it's, it is a long road. It's, it's a tough path. So you go to college, you're going to medical school. I hear about this Meritus School of Osteopathic Medicine. Tell us about it. We are committed to inspire both ends of that pipeline, to create a medical school for our community, uh, to do exactly what we're talking about, to be able to provide opportunities for high school and college students locally to have those mentors and friends in the community so that they can have exposure to health professions in the, and in, in our community, but then also to help strengthen the pipeline of, of physicians. So if we bring 180 medical students a year, which is what we're committed to, we know that a lot of them are going to stay. And so that's going to also impact the back end when we have physicians that come out and choose to stay in Washington County as well. It sounds pretty cool. So where are all these students going to come from? Because they're not all going to come from Washington County, are they? Well, Malik, you know I grew up here, right? So this was, yeah. uh, for me, a, a dilemma. I remember in high school and college thinking about, I want to go to medical school, 
but I want to return to be a physician here. And it was really challenging for me because I, I recognized that that meant I had to choose to go to New York City or Philadelphia or Baltimore, and that didn't really feel right to me because there weren't as many options right here. And so I believe that we have a lot of other students just like myself that are in high school and college right now that would say, if I could stay and train here, I'd want to stay and practice here. And so those are the types of students that we're trying to connect with. So that's a great point. I live here. You live here. We love it here. How are you going to get these medical students when they're getting near the end of graduation say, hey, this is where I want to go to residency. This is where I want to practice. What, what gets them to stay? So I think the, the, the nice part is uh, uh, along with building a medical school, we will have touch points along the way. So we will have a mini medical school every summer for local high school and college students to experience what medical school looks like. So they come for a weekend or a week, they shadow, they get to see what medical school looks like, they get a taste of it, right? So that's like their first exposure to what medical school involves. Certainly for the two years of classroom work and then two years of clinic and hospital work, they'll have an opportunity in medical school to be exposed to the full spectrum of care. And then we need to expand residencies too. So right now we have our family medicine residency, as you know, that has six residency a year, but we need more. And we need to enhance that pipeline so that we have medical students that graduate, they go to residencies locally, and they stay locally. This mini medical school, a summer camp for high yeah. schoolers and college, that's pretty cool. Is that cool. kind of fun? Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can imagine, Malik, you may be one of the first people that uh, should sign up for it. I might want think? to do that. I never was good <laughs> enough to go to the basketball camp or the baseball camp, but this, I could give it a shot. That's cool. All right. So one thing I have to ask, DO versus MD, mm-hmm. what does it mean at somebody's initials if they're a doctor of osteopathy or if they're a medical doctor? Yeah, so I'm a doctor of osteopathic medicine myself. I'm a DO, I'm a proud DO and one by choice. Uh, And we're choosing for the Meredith School of Osteopathic Medicine to be a DO school. They're equivalent degrees, so effectively they're considered to have the same parallel tracks, the same licensing exams, the same clinical rotations. But ultimately we know about DOs, and one of the reasons I'm a DO is that it's more hands-on medicine. We have about 500 to 1,000 hours more of musculoskeletal manipulative and an anatomic medicine, so it's more uh, direct, hands-on therapies. And then also DOs tend to be a little bit more likely to go into primary care, which is really what our community needs. So we know that almost 60% of all DOs in the country go into primary care. And in fact, right now across the country, one out of every four medical students is a DO. So this is a, a common parallel tract with the traditional MD as well. Sounds like this is a perfect place for it DOs. Is. Yeah. That's cool. All right, so I've seen you in commercials about what matters. <laughs> Can you tell me what is this what matters? Why do we ask people what matters to them? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think anytime we talk about uh, taking care of people, patients in our community, it's more than just having a, a plan and giving the right prescriptions out. It's about connecting with them and knowing them well. And so for us, what matters is an opportunity to identify what matters to each patient specifically and then share it across our our, uh, spectrum of caregivers. So from a tech in the ED to a check-in at urgent care to primary care, we want to provide an opportunity for our patients to tell us what matters to them and then make it completely transparent so that right off the bat, when anyone sees a patient for the first time, 
below their picture and the name of the patient, what matters to them is clear and obvious so they can start to make some of those connections. And we've had some interesting patient uh, uh, patients filling out different what matters. We had a 14-year-old girl that said, the thing that matters most to her is Chewbacca, her cat. <laughs> so that means that anytime she connects with, with Meritus, there's a chance to say, hey, how's Chewbacca doing? You know, because the cat matters the most to sure. her. Sure. That's cool. Any other interesting ones? Oh, gosh. We went through, we've had, we've had over 4,000 different What wow. Matters comments entered by patients, and more and more come in every day. Uh, we have uh, patients that say, watching Baltimore Orioles baseball matters to me. Getting sober matters to me. Wow. These are powerful things. Yeah. So how is it as a doctor? You got, you're seeing so many patients every day. How do you find the time to do this in addition to figuring out maybe why they're there for their visit? Well, I think at, at its core, when it comes to caring for patients, if you get to what matters to them, you can get to their healing a little bit better and faster, right? So if every time I saw a patient, if I walked in the room and just said, okay, let's go over your lab work and let's, uh, let's fill your prescriptions, um, I'm not going to actually maybe get to the, the depth of, do you have any underlying depression? Are you having difficulty with transportation? Do you have a loved one that, that is in need and you don't feel like you're able to support them? So I think that there, there are elements of care that go well beyond just the traditional medical model. And so applying what matters gets us to that place a little bit quicker because it opens the door. Not every patient needs to take the step of saying, I want to get sober. But those that do it, it, it opens that door faster and allows the opportunity to connect a little bit quicker on those. That is cool. All right, we're going to go back to some personal questions. Sure. Least favorite fruit or vegetable? Oh, boy. Well, uh, you know, I thought about this a little bit in terms of fruits and vegetables. Uh, I'm a big vegetable guy, and so if I were to say my least favorite, probably the potato. Oh. And here's why. Did you know? A lot of viewers just, listeners turned off. But with we'll, potatoes? With potatoes. Uh, that's, just, that's okay. Keep going. So here's the thing. Would you believe that... The number one vegetable consumed by two-year-olds is the French fry. Oh. Right? So it's, and that's bad is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. It's okay. terrible because it's easy. Parents take their kids to fast food. They can give them a little bag of French fries, their finger foods, yep. but they're terrible for them. And so I would say potatoes. Okay. Uh, you know, if we ate potatoes the way they were supposed to be eaten, right, like effectively raw and, and right out of the ground, not covered with sour cream and butter and bacon, uh, I think they'd be a little bit healthier, but I'd say that's my least favorite from the health implications. All right. Ravens, will they have more than 11 wins this year? Yes. And for our other half of the audience, the Steelers, seven wins? Mm, I would say the Steelers, depending on quarterback play, would get nine wins. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Aaron George, for joining us in this first podcast close to home on Talking about physicians, you talked about the mini medical school, pretty cool, summer camp. What matters? The fact that we're going to have a medical school and bring physicians to this community. It's all pretty amazing. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for joining us this month, and we look forward to being with you next month. And I know it's gone.